Hey, Honeymooners, you can find ad-free episodes, Moshe's DJ sets, merch discounts, and so much more on our Patreon. Check it out at patreon.com slash endlesshoneymoon or click the link in the description of this episode. Welcome to the Endless Honeymoon Podcast. I'm your host, Davy Bones. <laughs> and I'm his sidekick. Uh, Miss Chiquita. <laughs> hey, Miss Chiquita. No, that makes too much sense. It's always like Chico and the banana. Or <laughs> Chico and the banana? Wait, that actually would... You riffed f- pretty far away from Miss Chiquita, huh? Chico and the banana. <laughs> <laughs> Natasha's no, stoned, one? ladies and gentlemen, just in case you were wondering. What's the one? In sh- it's like something in the in the giraffe, and there's always like an animal. We're talking about morning radio yes. right now, right? The bone zoners. <laughs> uh, we're not a bone zone podcast. We're a podcast that keeps things a little more real. You know, I'm Moshe Kasher. That's Natasha Legero. We're a married couple. We're also comedians and we also take your calls and solve your problems about your love life so that we don't have to think about the problems in ours. And they are deep. (laughs) They are deep. Don't you think? (laughs) No. Natasha and I have not made love in four years. (laughs) But we be fucking. How often do you think Hillary and Bill Clinton fuck? Oh, my God. That's a great question. (laughs) I don't know. Like, I, do you think it's been t- twenty years? Do you think it? Well, with the with the skin on, or do they take their skin off and go full lizard? <laughs> <laughs> I bet they haven't had sex since uh, Lewinsky. It's, I'm serious. You think they were having sex during Lewinsky? Probably not. Probably I bet not. not. It's probably difficult, honestly. If you're Billy Clint, it's probably difficult for you to get a blowjob from an intern in the Oval Office and then go home to your wife and like get you know get it up. You know what I mean? Oh, you think he wouldn't be able to get it up anymore? I'm just saying he'd be... It's not that he would be impotent. He would just be so horny for the forbidden fruit that is a naive 20-year-old intern that he would just be like, oh, uh, honey, I, I'm doing an oh, Obama so impression you, for some reason. <laughs> uh, 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 honey, uh, my name is Barack. I'm not good at impressions. Do you know Wait, that? Wait, so what you're... Yes, I do. But they're pretty good. You do a few good ones. I do a couple good ones. Wait, but hold on. What you're saying is... He, it's actually like a perversion that he had or like a... No, I'm saying one of the big problems with cheating, I bet, is not just that uh, you're doing something, you know, an abrogation of your loving relationship, but also that the forbiddenness of the tete-a-tete is so exciting that you find it difficult to, you know, get romantic with your wife. What do you think? What do you think? You think it's easy to continue having a romantic relationship with someone you're cheating on? Yeah, probably. If I still, it depends on how, what my feelings were. Well, because if I was still attracted to, I've definitely been attracted to people and then also wanted to have sex with other people. I don't think that would mean that I couldn't then go have sex with the other person. How many times have you cheated on me? <laughs> Zero. Zero? Mm-hmm. Zero. <laughs> Zero times. Are you kidding? How many times have you cheated in your heart? Mm, oh, I don't know. If you could have sex with one person dead, who would it be? I don't know. I never really like objectify men. Dead people? Dead people. Or, or well, I'm not, there's not, I don't know. Who, how about you? Me? One person dead? Uh, probably Donald Trump. That'd be fun. He's not dead. No, I'm saying I would have sex with him dead. If he was dead. I don't want him to die, by the way, just in case. I know we got a big following in the Secret Service community. I want him to live. And I want him to make it to us second third and fourth term but if he did die god forbid uh i would i would 
pound that. He's a great example. I bet he is able to As cheat. A, of a president. <laughs> but I bet you, unlike Bill Clinton, he probably could cheat on his wife and then go have sex with Marla Maples the next night. Wait, are you suggesting that Donald Trump, the president of the United States, <laughs> has been unfaithful to a partner? <laughs> You're crazy. That would belittle the office. It's beneath the <laughs> dignity of the office. Cheating's a complicated thing. You know, I heard, um, I read a statistic that uh, that I think it was something like 50% of men and 40% of women in long-term monogamous relationships cheat. I guess they're not monogamous at that point, but that's a lot. I wonder if that's a true statistic. Well, I don't remember if I'm accurately citing it, so that's, it's probably not. Those numbers not. seem pretty high. Well, you might be right about Are that. Are you talking about marriage or just any monogamous relationship? Because if it's any monogamous relationship, I kind of believe that because I've been in like nine of have them. Have you ever cheated? Mm-hmm. You have? Yes. Wow. Tell me about it. No, <laughs> I don't want to. Why it's, not? I have before. I know. Talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. Okay. I mean, but I've done it a few times. Really? So you have a pattern. No, I've done it twice. How many long-term relationships have you been in? In case you couldn't hear that, guys, Natasha was vaping into the mic. She's like, I have cheated a couple times. (laughs) Well, you got me addicted to that vape pen. Yeah, right. But I broke that addiction with cheating for you. So it's like one thing is gone one thing has arrived well you've never cheated because you've never been in a relationship i know i've actually cheated i actually cheated at not cheating my thing is a cheat i always say yeah i've never been unfaithful to anybody but also i've never been faithful to anybody because (laughs) i until you i've never been in a relationship you're my first she popped my cherry how's it feel it was painful at first but i've loosened up Now we're going to call Sam from Washington, D.C. Hello? Hi, Sam. It's Natasha Legero. And Moshe Kasher. Hey, hey. Good to hear from you guys. <laughs> How you doing? Doing well. Doing well. Good to finally talk to y'all. Yeah, nice to talk to you, too. What's going on? How's D.C.? D.C.'s going well. I mean, considering, you know, who's in power and... Oh, we're hardcore you know, pro-Trump. We're hardcore pro-Trump podcast. This podcast, very, oh, right, very... right, yeah, the whole West Coast thing. I keep forgetting you yeah. guys are huge Trump fans, That's right? right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. What's the dating um, scene yeah, like? Used to it. What's your What's your dating life like out there in DC? Um, a lot of Jewish girls. Mm. So it's about figuring out which Jewish girls are like the right ones for me. Honestly, yeah. So it's kind of like uh, you know, getting into the specifics, which is kind of the rough the rough part um in what way i don't know like there's some like you know really really religious girls and sometimes i don't vibe well with them i i don't know it's it's, are you are you a religious jew sam i'm not a religious jew what do you exclusively date jewish women i I don't know it just there's probably a subconscious thing (laughs) so you'd be you'd you'd be open to dating a a non-jew yeah, yeah, it, it, I think that's the dream, right? The <laughs> but you're just, but you said in your dating life you can't decide which Jewish girl to date. But then you said the dream is to date a non-Jew. Well, because there's just you know like the the subconscious impetus where if like you you know you don't want to eat a donut, but like five minutes later you're at Krispy Kreme. 
Yeah, I was wondering if you were Jewish and then you said the subconscious impetus and I was like, <laughs> yep, Sam's a Jew. So you wrote in yeah. you wrote in Sam that you're having problems getting second dates. You with go on a lot of stuff. first dates, huh? Yeah, yeah. So sorry about that initial Jewish tangent. I somehow can't not get that into conversation. No, please. Um, so yeah, you you sound like a dream. I wonder why you can't get second dates. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know, right? Well, um, the ultimate no, dream I'm... is to date a non-Jewish woman. <laughs> But you're He's saying yeah, that yeah. you're nothing but a subconscious impetus <laughs> to me. Yeah. So you find girls on dating apps and you chat on J Date probably, right? Yeah. What app are you on? So there's J Date. I'm on Bumble. I found this new one called Hinge, which is like Tinder, except you could just like one thing about a person. Okay. And so I've gotten a lot of like first dates off of them, and I feel like they go well. Uh, like there aren't any glaring things or we don't end up like pissing each other off immediately. Um, and so I end up getting like ghosted or just like, Hey, you're a nice guy, but I don't see this going anywhere sort of text a lot. And so I'm trying to figure out like, what are good, like best practices for, um, like going, I mean, I feel like getting to the first date is fine, but it's like the steps after the first date that I'm kind of like, I feel like I'm doing something wrong at, or I might just be overthinking it, but I was wondering what advice you guys had. Well, you're Jewish. You're probably overthinking it. (laughs) Have you considered the fact, Sam, perhaps that your personality over text is fire and that your personality in person is trash? (laughs) (laughs) Moshe. That's exactly what my mom said. I'm wondering, like, maybe it's true. She said it like that. Is fire and trash, yeah. Sam. <laughs> so, so I'm basically a dumpster fire, is what you're saying. No, no. I think you sound like a nice guy. What? Tell me about these dates. Like, do you guys ever? Does it ever end with a kiss or anything like that? Does it ever become romantic, or is it just very? So usually it's just like I do like the hug, like, oh hey, good to see you. So that way it's not like, oh hi, you're the girl from that, you know, app that's right next to Angry Birds on my phone, right? Sure, sure. Um, so that way it seems like more personal. And usually it's just like drinks and talking about like work or uh, pop culture things. I mean, usually both because that feels easiest. What do you do for work, Sam? Uh, so I work uh, for a nonprofit and I do uh, fundraising and data work for them. Mm, mm, I can see why you bring that up. Um <laughs> But I've, also, I think like, you know, whatever you're into, you're just, it doesn't sound like you're meeting the kinds of girls that you really have a spark with, you know, like you want to spark, yeah. you want to spark her interest and she wants to spark yours. And, you know, it's not just about if you're attracted to someone or if they would make a, you know, if they have a good job, you know, you guys need to like laugh together. like you're funny. So you obviously need to find someone who thinks yeah. you're funny. Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, how often do you go out on the J date dates? Um, those are kind of like, you know, less common, uh, honestly, but, um, usually it's, I, I don't know, um, as far as like how often I go on dates in general, like it kind of depends, like maybe two a week if I'm lowballing it. Lowball. You know, okay, Sam. <laughs> oh, that's a lot. I, I, mean, I don't want to brag too much because I don't want to be that, that jerk on the you know, on the call. No, don't <laughs> worry. Like, oh, yeah, it's like it was like four dates last week. Don't worry, know? Sam. We're not thinking you're some kind of stud. We can hear your voice. <laughs> yeah, and I said I'm Jewish, so of course. Sam, do you think do you, uh, do you think you have a fair profile picture? Ooh, great question. Yeah, yeah, I have uh, like a decent 
profile. Honestly, it's like the worst part about doing the whole thing. I mean, because the other side of doing the thing is just swiping your finger to the left or right. But I have, I feel like I have uh, good profiles and I ask some of my close friends who I trust and they're like, yeah, this is legit. That is a photo of you. Um, you know, things like that. So um, I feel like it's good in that regard. So I'm wondering like, and it's like on dates, I feel like I'm myself because that's like the play device that like everybody gives you. Right. But I feel like maybe like, am I putting it on too hard? Like, I, I try not to go into like impressions too quickly on dates or anything. But oh, do you do any impressions? <laughs> Give us your best impression. Oh God, I. Oh God, you guys are putting me on the spot. I should have been ready for this. We didn't put know. you on the spot. You brought it up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I do like a Jay Leno where I just do like a really squeaky, obnoxious voice, and that <laughs> sort of thing. I think I figured out the problem. <laughs> um, wait, how old are you, Sam? I'm 25. Oh, 26. You're 26 and you're doing Jay Leno impressions? <laughs> Is it possible you're not hitting these women in their cultural reference points? How about a Jay Oh yeah, that's true. How about a Jay Cole uh, impression? <laughs> I, I was wondering when they looked at me when I said uh, <laughs> Buddy Holly or I brought up Robert Johnson. I think you But seem- you but there are a lot of girls who like old culture and like or not old culture, but old you know culture. who are like into you know art from the Yeah, like vintage stuff. Yeah, I don't. I didn't know the right way to say it. Sorry, but I mean that's what I like. I love old stuff, and I love watching old movies, and I like anything that's from the '30s and the '40s, and you know whatever you're really into. And that's also another way to start dating if there's like, you know, movies that you're into or whatever is like the kitschy thing that you like. Like always go out and see those things, and you'll meet people there who are also fans of subculture. Yeah, you know what I'm thinking about you, Sam. Yeah, I think you're like a you're 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 like cheese, right? Now, some people <laughs> some people are cheddar. You know what I mean? They're just straight yeah. cheddar. Easy on the palate. Everybody knows how they taste. Yummy yummy. Make a grilled cheese. You're like a you're like a, a deep rockfort with a washed rind. You know what I mean? You're not you're not a you're you got a you're a developed pa- you're a developed palate type of person. That's my you know favorite I mean? cheese, by the way. That's a, yeah, Natasha would probably love <laughs> yeah. you. I just think it's you, you yeah. you're, you're doing the you're an expensive guy. I think you're doing the right thing by going out a lot because I think you're you're such a unique guy. I can tell just by talking to you that it's gonna just be like it's gonna be the one person that that you just keep playing. And then eventually you'll be like, oh, this is it. But I do have a bit of advice for you in the meantime for getting second dates. What I think you should do, because Natasha asked you earlier if you had a flattering profile pic. She was asking you if your profile picture made you look more attractive than you actually are. But I actually have a a suggestion. What if you find a really unflattering picture of yourself? Put that on your profile. And then they're relieved when they meet me? Exactly. They're like, holy (laughs) shit, I thought this guy was going to be a fucking booga wolf. I'll go out with him again. Well, the worst thing that happens for uh, for me is like I think in most of my photos on the apps, I have like longer, like uh, not like longer, like dreadlock style hair, but like you know, just like longer, wavy hair. And I got like a kind of short haircut. I'm not going to say it's a Richard Spencer haircut, but it's kind of a Richard Spencer haircut. You need to have a picture um, of that haircut but, on your profile picture. I, I don't have that haircut on my profile picture, but I have a line on my uh, profile which says. Uh, just a heads up, my hair is a heck of a lot shorter. What about sex? Do you have sex? Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> now, how do you get laid if these girls don't go out with you again? I know a girl from like a 
thing, and it was oh, just sort of like, like a, of a long-term booty call. Enough. Uh, kinda, yeah. Got it, I'm got not, it. I feel unproud and like why saying it. But why? I don't know. Sex is so fun. Know. Have you ever, dude, uh, Sam? You know, sex. You remember that? You know the end part. <laughs> Wait, you, there's an end part. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, you're doing it wrong. Oh my God, you're probably making doing your Jay Leno impression. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Sam, you seem cool. I think you're going to find love eventually. I just think it's about continuing to to step up to the table and push your chips in. And then every couple months, call that girl. Yeah, yeah, exactly. When I just need like that that release, whatever. Yeah. Um, oh, wait, I, I don't told ever... you I don't know the end part of sex. <laughs> also, never say release again, Sam. Okay. <laughs> um, I promise I won't. Yeah. And, and just try to get out into like your social world a little more, too. You know, don't yeah. rely completely on the online dating. I agree. I think that's a good that's a good call. Go actually, see what's playing at the art museum. See if there's any old movies playing that you love. Go to you know. Actually, you're you're making me think, Natasha, that a really good thing for you, Sam, maybe would be asking someone out who you have chemistry with that's non-romantic. You know, someone that you meet in the real world that you think you like, yeah. and she likes you back. You already know you guys like each other, and then there'll be more op- of a of an obvious opportunity to hang out a second time because it's not all relying on this like pressure of we're on a date we don't even know each other. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, like the friends that become more than just friends. That's yeah, what like Natasha that was for me. Natasha and I were just friends for a long time and then one day we started becoming more romantic she was really hot to trot for me I wasn't that interested (laughs) at the time but I decided to give it a whirl and look at us now yeah that's uh you guys are the success story I guess yeah well you will be too okay thanks awesome okay bye Sam nice talking to you bye thanks for talking to me okay Laila Tov So on the Endless Honeymoon podcast, we have a secrets hotline where our callers call in or text in their secrets. So far, we've only played audio of people's deep, dark secrets, but we've been collecting a bunch of screenshot, uh, text messages and screenshots and emails of people's secrets. So we're going to do some dramatic reenactments of people's secrets. Should I do the first one? Yeah. Okay. Here's what. First one. I've told a couple of people this, but one time when I was really high... I saw a super old dude take a fall, and I got freaked out and just ran away. No one else was around. I'm not sure what happened next. <laughs> oh, my God. That's brutal. <laughs> a super old guy. Super old dude take a huge fall. I mean, my, my instincts with old people is just always help. Yeah. My instincts with old people when they take a super huge <laughs> fall is help. Oh man, that's oh. wild. Although here here I, this person I that's a rough one. But I will say one time I was in uh San Francisco at Fisherman's Wharf and a man was running towards me with someone's purse and he had clearly just stolen it. And there was a woman running behind him after him and I was so like blown away by what I was seeing. I didn't do anything and I felt really guilty and I turned to my friend LJ and I said I just feel really bad and she said, "Well, you'll do it next time." So Next time you see a super old dude take a huge fall, help them. Although I will say, if I were on my way to pick up my daughter for something, I might not stop and help him. Really? I don't know. I mean, if it was like, an, if I needed to be somewhere important to like. Oh, I'm sorry. I do have to be somewhere. <laughs> With my child. With my child. I've got a child. I'm just saying. Okay. You want to do the next one? Yeah. 
Hi, Natasha Moshe. I just realized I'm bisexual, 22, male, after about three years of denial and confusion, but now I'm certain. Unfortunately, I haven't been able to accept myself yet. I'm struggling to come to terms with what this means for my future. As of now, my plan is to stay closeted indefinitely. Typing it out makes it seem unhealthy, but that's the plan. I was born into a wealthy family and I have an enormous amount of privilege. I know that it's easy to hide being bisexual. I know it's easier to hide being bisexual than being gay, but I'm still scared. I don't know what to do because keeping it bottled up seems like a recipe for disaster, but I just don't know what to do. Love you both. S. Well, there's an obvious thing to do here, which is to stop acting out on your bisexual inclinations. Just kidding. There's a very clear path for you here. I feel badly that you uh, that you are having trouble accepting yourself and coming to terms with your sexuality and don't not knowing what to do. But thank God for you, we live in an era where there's tons of out uh, queer therapists that can help people with this exact issue who not only have can help with this issue have probably heard hundreds of clients come to them with the exact same issue so all you have to do is google gay lgbt uh therapist in my area and go talk to that person i mean that's just so obvious and just realize how lucky you are that you do have you know a lot of money because a lot of people wouldn't be able to afford to do that that's so true and a lot of people aren't born into and this isn't privilege shaming but a lot of people aren't born into the type of situation where they where they even can grapple with these issues out loud i know that you're saying that you can't too so i don't want to diminish your struggle just go to a therapist who's familiar with queer issues tell them your situation i promise that that person can help you Mm -hmm. good luck good luck to you we love you too you fuck who you want and you love who you want. Fuck is fuck. That's what I always say. Is privilege shaming a thing? No, I was just saying that oh. in real time. Because right. it seemed like he felt ashamed, like he didn't feel like he deserved to be able to. Well, it's a whole thing. And it, I think, I don't know if it's more complicated with men than women, but I, there is a lot of shame, I think, when people, when men realize that they're attracted to other men. There's a lot of like external homophobia and probably maybe even familial homophobia where they're just like, what do I do? I want to squelch this. And it just like, thank God this guy wasn't telling us this secret in 1960 because I don't know what the answer would have been then, you know? But the answer is, it is uh, loud and proud now. And there, there are professionals that can help you with this. Here's a lighter one. I masturbated through a hole in my pants pocket multiple times in class in my freshman year of high school. Well, congratulations. You have the most, both sexy and also n- not that edgy secret of all time. Also, freshman year, that seems a little late to be doing that, though. I don't know. It depends on when you get the hole in your pocket. Right. I wonder if he came to completion. Uh, he said time? S- multiple times, so I would assume that something good happened. <laughs> Here's another one. My wife makes fun of me for having watched a couple of the Twilight movies. She has no idea I've actually read all the books. Oh my God. <laughs> Dude, don't send us this kind of shit. We can't... A secret that dark, we can't help. You come to us with, I've cheated on my wife. I fucked my first cousin. Yes, we can help. You read the Twilight books? All I can tell you is that is a secret that you should take to the grave with you. I saw Kristen Stewart when I was on my walk yesterday, so I bet you'll be jealous. Okay. I pissed on a shelf at Walmart because the bathrooms were out of order. I believe it. That's intense. They deserve it. They're not paying their people minimum wage. Men are animals. See, a woman couldn't do that. You don't know that that's a man. They pissed in a shelf at Walmart? Yeah, they could have crawled in. 
That's definitely a woman could have crawled in. No way. You don't know. She would have said I crawled into an empty space in a shelf. I don't know. What if it was like um, incontinence products and she pissed all over those and they soaked it on up? It's definitely a man. As a bartender, if I'm out of something, I pour whatever the fuck I want and no one ever knows otherwise, especially on wine. (laughs) That's funny. That's probably every bartender on earth too. You're like, oh, look, the top shelf. Give me that. Uh, <laughs> let me get that. Uh, I want the Grey Goose. Is that a good vodka? Yeah. I got the Grey Goose. And he's drinking fucking pop off with chunks of potatoes in it. <laughs> very, very dry. But that's very funny too that like people are ordering expensive wine and he's just giving them all like whatever. And they probably don't know the difference. No. Good for you. Keep doing it. I did cocaine outside of a jail in my car while my friend broke up with her boyfriend incarcerated because she found out he had a sugar daddy. Wait, let's let's reread this because I'm confused. I did cocaine outside of a jail. Okay, so she was outside of a jail or he was outside of a jail snorting coke while her friend broke up with her boyfriend in the jail because she found out he had a sugar daddy. There's a lot of shit going on here. She's doing coke. She's not even in the story. She's in her car doing coke. She's just like snorting, helping her friend snorting out. Snorting lines. Her friend's like, I'll be right back. I got to go break up with my jailed boyfriend <laughs> because he's in a gay, uh, paternal, uh, financial, beneficial sugar daddy relationship. In jail? Do you yeah. Think? She walked into the jail to confront him for getting payments from an older man that's been buying all of his Gucci slippers. And this girl's like, well, while my girl's in there, I think I'm going to snort this cocaine. Well, it sounds like you're having more fun than the person that shit in a child's playground. <laughs> All right, here's a longer one. The first time I ever had an orgasm was on top of another girl I played soccer with when I was 12. So at a soccer sleepover party, we were playing an innocent game where you would put a blanket over someone and pretend it was your crush, and then you could say whatever you wanted to them. Me being me, I took it as far as any 12-year-old could and innocently rode Jen... Number eight. I didn't need to know her jersey number. (laughs) Jesus Christ. And I came, all caps, unexpectedly, exclamation point. Needless to say, I went home from that slumber party and recreated the scene with pillows. And that's how I masturbated until I was 17. And there's a little party hat, like with streamers coming out of it emoji. (laughs) I guess that's what it looks like when that woman comes. (laughs) When number eight comes. She just goes, number eight. (laughs) So she's a soccer friend, so she probably right at the end she was just like Go Well that's I don't know. I felt uncomfortable reading that because I realized it was a woman it was like an all girls summer party and I was like, Natasha should be reading this. Sorry. But all right, well Thanks for sharing. I've masturbated to the ending of <laughs> Boondock Saints when they were shooting and killing everyone. Well you have been reported to the NSA. <laughs> My deepest secret, I was a stripper for one night and was way too anxious and farted on a guy during a $200 lap dance. <laughs> what if he gave her a $50 tip? He's like, ooh, VIP treatment. God, I wonder if he knew. I mean, it, there's a sound usually. Hi, Natasha. We dosed our three-year-old son with Benadryl so he'd, uh, he'd be asleep in time for the Game of Thrones finale. <laughs> Okay. Well, at least you have an accomplice. (laughs) And priorities. (laughs) Jesus Christ. They have a fucking HBO Now. 
will stream all HBO shows at any time of but the night. people work, and that might have been the only time they had. I do not support this. <laughs> I don't either. I've been in love with my straight best friend for the past six years. Currently living with him and his girlfriend, and it's hell. End of text. But wait. That's pretty... Let's just stop there. That's pretty sad. That's that's rough. It must be rough to be with someone that you're in love with. And uh, thank you for sending that thought. Oh, wait. There's another text that also want to suck his dick. <laughs> just wanted to follow up and make sure you didn't think it was a pure love. I also... I want to suck his big old ding dong. Uh, I also want to suck his dick. I think you need to move out. I know yeah. you're not asking for advice, but you got to get away from that situation. Either move out or just suck his dick. Just do it. See what happens. That's so much... Pr- you think he should just do it? No, I don't, honey. <laughs> I thought maybe we were giving advice. I don't even think it works like that. Well, I meant like, come on to him. Oh, brother, get out of there. Go find a... Actually, we know a great bye guy that could use some help. A great what? A bye oh, guy. yeah, a bye guy. Hey, so for all you out there that are struggling with uh, your sexuality or whether or not you should suck your roommate's dick, uh, whether you're drugging your children... Or so you can watch the Game so of Thrones So you can watch finale. Game of Thrones finale and learn some parenting tips from the Lannisters. <laughs> We're always open to your secrets. So give us a call. Our email, you can always email us, is endlesshoneymoonpod at gmail.com. Or you can call or text your secret to 213-222-8608. So call us with your secrets, or if you want some advice in your relationship or sex life, we'll call you back. If you want to leave an anonymous voicemail, you can do that too. Or if you just want to text it, it's even more anonymous that way. If you've done something really evil, like read the Twilight books or drugged your child, give us a call, send us a text, give us your secrets. We'll be right back. Now we're going to call Kellyanne from Jersey City. (laughs) That's how you do that? What's wrong? This is my impression of you. Now we're going to call Kellyanne from Jersey City. I think it's funny, no? Yeah, it is. All right. Uh, Now we're going to call Kellyanne from Jersey City. No, I thought we were doing a bit. Oh, well. Okay, do it again. Do it your way. I was just joking with you. Now we're going to call Kellyanne from Jersey City. Oh, yeah. Hello. Hi, Kellyanne. Hi, how are you? Hi, it's Moshe Kasher and, and Natasha. Natasha Legero. I, f- I figured that one out. <laughs> Kellyanne, let me just say uh, right off the top, your voice is very seductive. <laughs> okay, bye, Kellyanne. Nice talking to you. Are, are you there? <laughs> yeah, I'm there. Did I stun you with my um, my opening line? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I guess maybe that's why I'm single because that creeped me out. I was like, who likes this voice? No, I'm just kidding. Oh, man. There was a lot of emotion that happened for me in your comment. You said that I creeped you out. I got really self-conscious. And then you turned it around to being about you and then I felt bad. And now I just feel like we can start over. What is your What is your issue, Kellyanne? And what is your issue with being single? What's, what's wrong with being single? Uh, I guess being single is okay. But now that I'm getting older, I don't want to be single anymore or... If I'm going to be single, I don't want to have these half relationships that I'm in. I'm kind of 
seeing three different people that have been rotating for the last three years. Wow. So you've been dating all three of them for three years? Yeah, but you know how it is. It's like there's been breakups and there's been makeups, but it's been pretty much the same three guys for the last three years. And do you do you like one of them better than the other, or are they all kind of equally unenthusiastic for you? I feel like they're all equally unenthusiastic for me, but only enthusiastic when we're in the same room. Uh huh. I got. I think I get where you're. I, 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 oh, so you I guys are just having sex? Yeah, that voice has been working overtime. <laughs> So basically, you're you feel like you're in three physical relationships. Yeah, it's like three physical relationships. So I'm not wanting in that department. But like, uh, if I broke my ankle, it'd be kind of hard to get any of them to help me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Are any of them in relationships? No, none of them are in relationships. That's the issue. That's what makes it like even worse. It would be one thing if it was like oh, well, I should expect this because, you know, they're in a serious relationship and I'm just like the side piece. But it's like, no. I would love to hear you call one of them or all three of them and tell them you have a broken ankle and see how they (laughs) squirm out of coming to take care of you after having a booty call with you for three years. (laughs) They're like, oh, I I just, uh, well, I'm pretty busy right now. And... um, Kellyanne, I think I know what you need to do, and you're not going to like it. I know. I think I know. I think I know what the advice is. I wonder if you and I think the same thing. Oh, I wonder too. Do you want to go first? Or do you want me to go? You go first, Tosh. Well, I think that uh, I can hear in your voice that you're kind of you've had enough, and you kind of need to reclaim yourself. You know, this these three kind of rotating booty calls that have been going on for three years, I think it are kind of like wearing away at your self-esteem a little bit too. Well, that's very similar to what I was going to say, but without... And so she, I think she needs to end it. That's what I was going to say. And, yeah. I, and for different reasons, actually, but I think they're probably interrelated. It seems to me like the deal with, it, with, uh, with, with uh, you know, sustenance and fear is that you'll always eat the mediocre meal you know you can, you can eat because you're afraid that if you go out onto the savanna and start hunting for the lion meat that you really want, you're not going to be able to catch what you want. So you stay in a mediocre situation, you know, sort of thudding around, you know, uh, the bottom. Not that these guys are bad or that you're bad for having booty calls. Obviously, that's awesome and I've done that too. But it sounds to me just like from what you're saying, like being with these three dudes is distracting your sort of natural hunger to go out into the world, do the scary thing, which is start dating people, start doing the work that it takes to find a relationship. And you're just basically, you're, you know, you're, you're slumming it with these three guys when you could be out there potentially not getting laid for a very long time, but potentially finding someone that could take care of you when and not if but when you break your ankle (laughs) it's inevitability right the ankle breaking is going to happen it will happen yeah i know it's just it's so hard because they're like all the three guys are like really cool and like charming and awesome and then i go on dates and it's like I don't know. It's like dudes who say their cat changed their life, and I don't. I don't know how to deal with it. You know what I, I think, mean? I think we may have just talked to a man that you went out with. But listen. No, I have another thing to say too, oh, though. No. I I think that put, giving that message to those guys, like because you d- you did say that they're smart and charming and cool, 
if you put it out there and you're like, I'm not fucking you anymore. I'm not fucking any, you know, maybe one of them will come forward. You never know. It's possible. But the other thing I was thinking was. You you have to cut them all off, right? I've been thinking about cutting them all off for a long long, time. I think it'd be really cool. Like not doing it. Well, I don't love the Natasha's idea of like trying to cut them off with with an expectation of like one of them. It's not an expectation. It's just, it's just, here's, here's the thing. If they're cool and charming and they're such great guys, but they'll never come help you, why do you really want them in your life anyway? Exactly. So if one yeah, of them, yeah. one of these cool guys, I, I was just saying cause she, she kind of made him sound like they were all, she liked them. Yeah, right. No, I hear you. That's exactly what I was thinking. Is this like, they're cool, they're charming, they're captivating, they're awesome. They don't want to take care of me or nourish me emotionally in any way. <laughs> it's like, okay. <laughs> that sounds awesome. <laughs> Kellyanne, the fact that you have three guys on on uh you know speed dial and that voice makes me think that you're you know at least uh at least uh, attractive enough to get out into the dating world and not be like a crippled hobbled you know uh, uh, hag. So you can date. So just get out there and date. And here's what else I think: if you cut these guys off, I think it's going to give you a surge of confidence that's going to be really good when you're out dating. I agree. You deserve and to yeah, not waver. I think you guys are right. I think you guys are definitely right. It's something that's been in the back of my mind and I haven't really been like brave enough as you said to do it. And like the expectation part, definitely doing it without an expectation is the way to go because yes. then you're not, I'm not really going to be doing it. Yeah. You I, guys are both right. Yeah, we're both right, honey. <laughs> I mean, I do think, I do under want to empathize with how scary it is because there is something very comforting about having people that you know that you can get your physical intimacy with and you know, and physical intimacy is nothing but like a metaphor and extension for like emotional intimacy too. So you, you know, it's not like I, this is easy. It'll probably be scary and hard, but like you want you. If you were telling me right now, oh, I just want to like play the field, have fun, and get laid when I want, then I'd be like, it sounds like an awesome life you got. But you're saying you want someone to take care of you, and you want someone to. You deserve it. I feel that you deserve someone to tape up that ankle. Good luck, Kellyanne. Thanks, guys. Hey, Kellyanne, will you call us in six months and tell us if you got rid of the guys and what happened? Sure. If it's uh, six months from today's date, no problem. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Kellyanne. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. That was good. Who's your favorite call or secret of the night? Well, I get excited by people like Kellyanne whose lives like could totally be changed in a second if they just like really were strict with themselves. Yeah, I like... Because she doesn't have a family. She doesn't have kids. Like those problems get a little heavier and I don't really know what the answer is. Right. The first call was obviously heavy. and But yeah, I liked Kellyanne too because there was such a clear doorway to what she wanted. She's obviously very hot. Yeah, I think so too. I think so too. I mean, she's not going to have a problem meeting people. Yeah, and I just think like it's clear and she knew and we knew and that was good. But I will say that my favorite of the night was the guy who sent the message that was all about how in love he was, but then was also like so horny that he followed it up with the second text and he was like, also I want to suck that fool's dick. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I love these secrets. What I love about them, Tosh, is that everybody's got one and the the world is united by the fact that there's like one or two things that we don't like telling people. And so I like being able to hear people's anonymous confessions 
And I also... It's like the opposite of bragging. Yeah, right. It is. It's like confession. And we're here for you guys always. Tosh, this is another fun episode with you. Did you enjoy it? I did. You know what? What? I love you. I love you.